0: Hey, this is Mike Missanelli, and you're listening to The Feed to Embiid, the number one Sixers podcast in America. Yeah, 2-1 on his jersey, playing like he's number one. yeah, homie, let the fans know it. Watch the trailer, all the three is going in your eye. If you mess, you better get back. Cause if the bees, there, won't be a putback. Keep all that trash out of the paint. Cause Embiid will put it back in your face. He's a cold-blooded killer, and he take no prisoners. Yeah, dump off from TJ. Call it to feed to Embiid. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? This is the Feed to Embiid. I am your host, Austin Krell. By the time you're listening to this, it'll probably be early Tuesday morning, and the NBA schedule will have been out for, well, probably about 12 hours by now. Um, We know who the Sixers are playing each game now, but obviously the most exciting part of it is They'll be playing on opening night. And as Anthony Gargano had apparently said on 97.5 The Fanatic this morning, it will be the Boston Celtics in Philadelphia, 7.30 October 23rd on ESPN. So that'll be the debut of uh, Kemba Walker as a Celtic, um, and and Al Horford and Josh Richardson as Sixers. Um, and It'll just be it, – it'll be – the, the path that the GPS is taking us on a road of revenge. The last memory we have of the Sixers season is the quadruple doink, the bounce, 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 uh, bounce, and in for Kawhi Leonard to send the Raptors to the conference finals. Our last memory is Embiid crying, going into the tunnel, um and the uncertainty of what of what the future held for Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris. Obviously, we know the outcome there. Um, we move on to to a new a new uh, year, a, a new season, and a new slate of games. Um, there, I, I really want to sort of not not going to go game by game. We're just going to talk about um, you know, the nationally televised games, the big games, um, my predictions. For the overall season, and just sort of the, some of the tough stretches that the Sixers face, they start off uh, in Philadelphia playing the Celtics, as I said, and uh, but that's that's really really one of the two biggest games um, of of the season in my opinion. Uh, that that's a, that's a that's sort of a set the tone game. Um, come out and wall up a team that's owned you in the past. That's really something that will. Set the tone not only for the, this team and the, and the city and the fans and the NBA, but for the Sixers. It, it'll be you know Al Horford coming out and saying, "Hey, let's get this. We, this is ours." Um, you know, and you know how ready to go is Embiid. Is Embiid um, in shape? Is he does he look like he's ready to take the next step and become that perennial MVP? Is Ben Simmons uh, has he improved himself this summer? Can Tobias Harris work on that? A small forward versus power forward role. Uh, how does how, how does Horford and MB look together? Who is Josh Richardson? How deep is the Sixers? Has Brett Brown learned or anything? Those are all the things that we're going to sort sort of uh, get a taste of that we we've sort of come to surface with in in terms of questions uh, this offseason. So they start out they start out with with the Celtics get a win there you know and, and don't just dismiss this team as hey uh, you know they don't have Kyrie they don't have Horford. Um, Morris has gone you know the, let, let, the, don't look past them and in the past they said they've owned you. you you you've lost six of your last eight regular season meetings against the Celtics uh they embarrassed you in, in, in the second round playoff series last season or two seasons ago in which they were undermanned and quite frankly less talented without Kyrie and uh, and Gordon Hayward um and so you know don't look past that don't They'll look for the future. For, the, for once, look at the past and say, "We got to lock in. We got to set the tone. We got to show Boston that their that their run is over. That they're not they're not better than us anymore." Um, and then from there, um, get a two day break, and then you're at Detroit, Atlanta, Minnesota, and then the season gets going. Um, as I as, as I said, ESPN 7:30 for the first game of the season. Then you have an NBA TV game against the Trailblazers in Portland. Portland, That'll be a tough game, especially with... It's a a three-game trip. Uh, Actually, no, it's a a four-game trip. Portland, Phoenix, Utah, Denver. So that's going to be tough uh, November 2nd, 4th, 6th, and 8th. Um, So I'm I'm not sure the load management idea is there, but I I would... Maybe MB misses a game. Who knows? I, I would kind of think maybe no because it's just so early on. But, I mean, uh, maybe they, 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 give them, they give them the Suns game off. I, I don't know. But that's going to be a, a sort of a, a tough uh, opening stretch for the Sixers. They then play the Cavaliers on NBA TV, 12th, uh, 22nd, San Antonio on ESPN at, in Philadelphia at 8 o'clock. Then three NBA TV games in a row, November 30th at Indiana, versus Indiana, December 2nd versus Utah, December seventh versus Cleveland, then a, a, a Celtics game on TNT, eight o'clock uh, Thursday, then back to back ESPNers. December eighteenth, Jimmy Butler returns to Philadelphia. I would I would assume, actually, you know, I I don't know. Obviously, there are things that um, behind closed doors that that are probably better left unsaid, and you know, it, it's it's. For those who, you know, are 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 just are just fans, and they don't really work, in, or do a media stuff, it's 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 you know it's this guy was our savior, he put us on his back, and you know and, and you know uh, we're gonna miss him and it's sad. For others, it's it it hurts, but in the long term, it's probably better, probably for the be- probably for the best. So he'll he'll return, I'm sure, to a mixed reaction of booze and, and, and cheers. Um, and, you know, it, it, sit, sit, tell him. Tell him, show show him what he's missing. You know, win this game handily. And uh, and show Jimmy Butler that he made a mistake. And I'm not saying that to be salty. I'm saying that, hey, look, Sixers are better off. Enjoy Miami. Enjoy um, whatever success you can find there, enjoy being the man like you wanted. But uh, you could have been a part of something special in Philly, and you chose not to be. That's and that's uh, that's perfectly okay. Um, I have my reasons to dislike Jimmy um, from what I, from what I've I've learned. But it's it's moving on time. It's in the past. Uh, the Sixers are are in a different direction, and uh, Jimmy the best, and the Sixers the best. Then Dallas. On Friday, ESPN eight o'clock. Then Wizards in Philly, NBA TV seven o'clock Saturday. The next night, um, and then on Christmas uh, Day, the Bucks are in Philly two thirty tip off ABC. This is, I think, the biggest game of the or yeah, yeah the biggest game of the year. This game, um, this game is where you sort of say, look, East is ours. We're the best team in this conference. Come out swinging, come out blazing, lock in, and shut down Giannis. Make him, you know, make him work for everything. And let's get this. Let's, let's get a blowout win on Christmas. Um, then you have Orlando the 27th of December on NBA TV, ESPN, uh, Friday January 3rd against the Rockets in in Houston, an NBA TV NBA TV game against the Thunder in Philly on the sixth. Then the Celtics again on the 9th uh, in Philly, uh, seven o'clock TNT. Then back to back to back ESPN games, um, or sorry, two game two ESPN games in a row. And then the the next national televised game is ESPN as well. The Nets January fifteenth, seven o'clock. Bulls the seventeenth in Philly, seven o'clock. Raptors in Toronto, seven thirty Wednesday the twenty second. And uh, the Lakers are a 8.30 tip ABC to the 25th of January. And the Warriors, TNT 7.30, uh, the 28th of January in Philly. Boston, ABC 8.30, uh, February 1st. And then you're in Milwaukee on a TNT for TNT on February 6th, 8 o'clock. Clippers in Philly, 7 o'clock, TNT, on Tuesday, the the, the 11th of February. Um, Brooklyn in Philadelphia, 8 o'clock, TNT, Thursday, the 20th. That's the first game after the All-Star break. Um, Then you have Milwaukee in Milwaukee, the 22nd of February, 8.30, uh, ABC. Then you have an NBA TV game against the Hawks in Philly at 7 o'clock. 24th of February, Clippers, March 1st, 3.30 on ABC. It's a Sunday game. The Lakers, uh, 10 o'clock on TNT on a Tuesday, March 3rd. Um, Saturday, March 7th, Warriors in Golden State, 8.30, ABC. And then a Wednesday showing with the Pistons on ESPN, 7.30 in Philly. March 21st, which is a Saturday, 7 o'clock, tip-off on NBA TV against the Hawks in Philly. Tuesday, the 31st of March, in Philly against Houston, 7.30 on TNT. And then your final three uh, National televised games of the year, NBA TV, TNT, NBA TV again. Uh, the Sunday, April 5th against the the Magic, 1 p.m. tip-off. Tuesday, April 7th, against the Bucks, a 7.30 tip-off. Friday, April 10th, the last tele- national televised game of the season. At San Antonio, eight thirty. So you have, I believe, you have um, twenty four games that are on national TV that isn't NBA TV. So that means that you have, I believe, um, thirty seven or, or in the mid thirties total of national televised games: ESPN, ABC, TNT, NBA TV. Um, and so that's what that's what it is for the Sixers, and that, that's a lot of respect. That's amongst the top. That's amongst the, the the top in the NBA for most TV's on most game, most games on national TV, um, and you know the, the, that that's significant. Those are all good opponents that they're playing, and yeah, you know, it's going to be a hell of a ride these eighty-two games. So we went over the Celtics game. The, the, the Bucks game is obviously very important. Um, another game that's really important is the Clippers game. In L.A. and that's important because what was the last memory we have of Kawhi Leonard? A fading jumper out of bounds from the baseline, uh, bounce, 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 splash. Sixers go home with a terrible taste in their mouth. Clippers go on when uh, there the was Raptors go on one in the title, um, and that's the first time. This is the this is the one time this season the Sixers will face Kawhi in. Uh, in hostile territory. And this game is important because this is a huge psychological game for the Sixers. This is, um, you know, their biggest test of the season. Can they win a game in, in LA and, and turn some heads? People say, you know, the Clippers might have two of the five or six or seven best players in the, in, in the world, but this Philly team, they defend everyone. They match up with everybody. Maybe, maybe they maybe this is their season. Um, and, you know, it, it would be a, a – they got their swagger back kind of game. They can win this game. And um, it would be their biggest test of the year. And it would erase a lot of nightmares. And, and it would put a lot of doubt out of their mind. Can we get past Kawhi? Can we really do this? Uh, it, it would sort of be a huge confidence builder for them. And they get to the finals, look back at the tape say, hey, we can go into L.A. and we can win a game or two. Let's, feel, let's get take care of business at home and then go to LA and, and do it and do our and do uh do some work. Another game that's obviously important is Jimmy Bo Bell, Jimmy Butler's homecoming. Just win the game, that's all. Take care of uh of of, of of a guy who gave us a lot this year. Um but, you know, I, I, I don't know exactly where the priorities line up in his mind. I think it's uh location being the man, money and winning or Maybe switch money and winning, but you know, make him think, you know, it may, maybe, maybe I got to change the way I do things. Um, and and you know, he uh, he he said he wanted you know he wanted to care about his winning, and uh, it, it, clearly that wasn't what it was. And so he can go to Miami and do his thing, win 43, 44 games, average twenty five points a game, and lose uh, in the first round every year. I, I, that's cool with me. It doesn't matter to me. Um, but come out and, uh, you know, get the last laugh. That's all. That's all you got to say about it. Um, then you have a, a, a game that's just going to be flat out awesome. Uh, the Rockets come to Philly, Westbrook versus Embiid, and it's just going to, you know, it's just uh, two of two the most explosive guards in the NBA in James Harden and Russell Westbrook versus uh, the NBA's best starting five, and you look at at the at this uh, this game is gonna, as, as, as I said earlier, March thirty first is March thirty first is a Tuesday, seven thirty on TNT, and uh, it's going to be guns blazing. There's you know some back and forth history between Embiid and Westbrook, and it's going to be uh you know, just you know hit after hit after hit. It's going to be a great game to watch. Um, and it's it's one of the more exciting games you're, they're going to have this season, and so let's dive into the uh, the, the stretches for the, for the Sixers, the, the most difficult stretches. Um, you know, this season is going to be really important for them. They're going to secure that, eight, that that one seed and get at home court advantage throughout the first round, or maybe even throughout the playoffs. They got to take care of business against teams that aren't that maybe aren't so good. You're going to have to come out and, and execute when when. It's a, it's a it's a it's a late game against a team that isn't good in a quiet arena on the road um, you're going to have to you're going to have to beat the the Atlanta's you're going to have to beat the Charlotte's you're going to have to take care of, of those games and execute against teams that quite frankly um, just aren't in the same realm of of, of competitors as you and so you got to take care guys you got to take care of the easy ones um, their first easy stretch i think is charlotte cleveland or at orlando at oklahoma city at cleveland versus new york um, take care of those games just just come out don't play on competition and lock in get rack up those rack, at that's that should be five or six wins right there that that shouldn't be too hard to get um, another easy stretch comes brooklyn chicago at new york at Brooklyn, at Toronto. Um, you know, that, that, that doesn't seem like it's so easy because the first thing that comes to mind is Kyrie, Zach Levine, um, and, and and Pascal Siakam. But when you think about it, Brooklyn's the best team of that five-game package I just mentioned. If Brooklyn's the hardest team you face and they're really just, they're going to be a flea on your back this year, that, that's an easy stretch. Win f- four or five of those games right there. Um... And take care of business. Another one, Washington, Toronto at Charlotte versus Atlanta at Minnesota at Chicago versus Phoenix. That's just seven easy wins right there. That's giving you wins on a plate and say, I dare you not to eat. Take care of business. Lock in, get your rest, um, and come out, take care of the ball, execute. Th- those are three really easy stretches, and quite frankly, Sixers don't play a ton of really tough stretches. They don't play four games and five nights that often this year. The back-to-backs are are, are down a, a pretty big number of percentage points. Um, you know, the NBA has done a good job of of reducing the number of the amount of activity and travel for these players. So that way, there's not a lot of guys resting uh, all all the time, and so. The Sixers have a lot of the opportunity to take advantage of this schedule and knock out these wins one after the other. And so, the, the, those are the three of the easiest stretches. But really, when you're a team of the Sixers caliber, um, a, a lot of these stretches are, are easy. None of these teams are really that imposing to you. I mean, are you really scared of the Pacers? Are you really scared of of, of a team like the Nuggets? Are you really afraid of a team like the Nets? You know, a lot when you're at, and you're supposed to be a top two seed. No one should really scare you. And if you're as good as you as, as everyone thinks you are, there should be no opponent that's too much for you to handle. There should be no stretch that's too hard for you. Um, it's the NBA. Wins are hard to come by, but this team is prepared. They are. They have the personnel to take care of business. And there's no, there should be no more of uh, you know accidental misfires and and, and uh, you know losses to the Cavaliers. None of that this year. They got to take care of business. And, um, you know, win games at home and minimize the losses on the road as much as possible. Then we have tough stretches, of course. Um, Even though I just said that there aren't many tough stretches when you're as good as the Sixers are supposed to be. At Portland and November 2nd, at Phoenix, at Utah, at Denver. Three of those um, four teams are going to be playoff teams and pretty... Damn good playoff teams in the West. Suns are probably will be a playoff team or really close to one, but they're always an issue because they have Devin Booker, who's a tremendous scoring guard, um, and he's gonna, you know, it, it's gonna, he's gonna make the Sixers work. But with no Reddick this year, um, there's no liability that, the, that, that that the Sixers have to hide on somebody. So if they, so they, if they execute their defense, they switch, they get a hand on Booker. Um, it, sh- it shouldn't be too difficult for them. Then another stretch that's fairly difficult. You have um, Detroit, Milwaukee, Orlando, Miami, Indiana, Houston. Um, names that come to mind: Blake Griffin, obviously the Greek Freak. Um, Orlando's got a couple of nice players. Obviously, Nick Vucevic is a tough is is a tough cover. Jimmy Butler. Victor Oladipo and whatever he, he may not be back yet, but you know the Pacers are very deep. Uh, James Harden and, and Westbrook, and then in that stretch, uh, you obviously have the Christmas game, and you have a day of rest before and after that game, um, and you have rest before the Detroit game, and but then you have the, the back-to-back in Orlando, in Miami, twenty-seven, twenty-eight. So you got to get out, of, you got to get off the high of beating the Bucks on Christmas. Go on the road and grab two wins in Miami and in Orlando, and then you have two days off. You have the you have the Pacers in Indiana on New Year's Eve, can't celebrate too much. Got to be rested for Houston, um, in their gym on the third of January, and then the, the big the biggest test of the year for the Sixers is going to be um, right around the All Star break. Versus the Clippers, then a nine game break for the All Star stuff, then versus Brooklyn in Milwaukee, versus Atlanta in Cleveland, versus New York, at the Clippers, at the Lakers, at the Kings, at the uh, Warriors, then versus Detroit versus Indiana. That stretches really, you know, even with a nine day break, that stretches over a month from February 11th to March 14th. And that's not going to be easy. Especially because you you, know, you you take the you have you, you play a game, then you have nine days off or eight days off, then it's get yourself refocused and ready for the Nets. Then it's you're on the road, flying to the Midwest to play Milwaukee, then back to Philly to play Atlanta, then to Cleveland to play the the Cavs, then back to Philly to play the Knicks. Then you're flying to LA where you play the Clippers, the the Lakers. Then you go to the Sacramento, then you go to the go you go to Golden State, then you have three days off before the Pistons, and then two more days off for the for the Pacers. That's a lot of travel. It's a lot of climate change. It's a lot of of uh, of time zone differences. Um, it's going to jerk them around a little bit. It's going to be a lot of flying back and forth, and it's going to be a lot of change in the comp- in the level competition. You go from um, uh, the the Clippers who are supposed to, you know, it be unbelievable. Then a nine-day break. Then you have another playoff team. Then you have the Bucks. Then um, you have the Hawks that had to step down. Then you have the the Cavaliers, another step down. Then you have the Knicks, another step down. So that's three games in a row where you're like, you know, you're just going through the motions. You, you're winning just on talent, and then you got to lock yourself in for the Clippers and then the Lakers and the and then the Kings are no slouch and the Warriors then fly back and then you got to play the pistons who you bone but you still can't use to take them seriously and the pacers um that 12 game stretch is going to be really really tough uh for the sixers and that's a that, that's a stretch where you got to go 7 and 5 8 and 4 9 and 3 because the, and the even though the bucks even though it's not as difficult um even though it's it's not, it's not a cakewalk by any stretch, they have an easier slate of games. They have a bunch of middle-of-the-tier mediocre teams that they're playing at the same time. And the Sixers want to really close this thing out by March so they can rest their guys for the playoffs. This is the stretch where you can really create some distance and, and build a 4-5, or 6-game lead on the Bucks. But early on in the season, the Sixers are going to have a, a really good chance to sort of take control of this thing early on. You play the Hawks, you play Timberwolves, Suns, Charlotte, Cleveland, Oklahoma City, Cleveland, New York, uh, the Knicks, again, all before December. So that's a that's a handful of wins right there for the Sixers. That Like I, like I said, and I'll say it again, they're going to have to minimize the losses on the road and take care of business at home and not give up games at home to teams with the Cavaliers. Or the Hornets, the the best teams every year, the number one seed every year, they don't lose home games, and they always have a respectable, or even an impressive record on the road. So you know, let's look at the past ten years. Um, You know, the 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 one seed has fewer than twenty road losses and fewer than ten home losses. So that's significant. That means thirty-one and ten at worst at home. And that means twenty-one and twenty at home at worst. That's only fifty two and thirty. That's not that good for you know, that, that's not gonna get you a one seed probably in this conference. So what do the Six need to do to win to to, to get to that one seed and, and and get their hand at least like in the rest of the playoffs? Ideally They'll be able to rest a lot of their guys in the later latter portions of the April schedule. So that looks like the starting April 11th, the Pelicans, the Grizzlies, the Hornets to end the season, get some rest there for their guys. Um, but they're gonna have to really, really um, lock in. I, I, I you know, I, I look at their schedule and I'm accounting for back to so back because if you look at Embiid's management history, it's usually that he'll. Rest the road end of a back to back, because they like to you know they like to they like to have them available to put on a show at home for the home crowd team, for the, for the home crowd fans, and that you know that that's right thing to do. I respect that. I agree with that, um, but that means that if they're going to an uh, uh, to an away game for a back to back, they're going to have some fatigue and they might not have Embiid. Um, that also means that if they're going through a three game, where stre- they're going through a stretch where they have a day off before they play a back-to-back, where they play before they play, uh, you know, two games in three days against really good teams. If they play a team with the Knicks before they play, let's say the Celtics and 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 the Pacers, they might give him be the, the the a game off against the Knicks at home before they go out and they play with the Celtics and Pacers. And that's that's not any, you know, I don't think that's an order in the schedule. I haven't you know I haven't seen that. Um, I'm just saying. So there are a couple of losses that I have sort of pegged. Um, I think. November 2nd in Orlando could be a loss um, because the, the, it's a back-to-back. They'll play Cleveland at home. So grab the easy win, and then if you lose without Embiid, and so be it. Um, and then a loss against the Knicks on the 20th. The reason I think that's going to happen is because um, the, the that, that, that's a home game before you play the Spurs and Heat back-to-back at home. you got to beat the Spurs. you got to beat the Heat. Um, and so... I could see them giving up a game to the Knicks maybe slipping a little bit and uh, and losing that one um, for a home loss. I also see a, a Bulls home loss in there because I, I think there's going to be a stretch where MB doesn't get much rest at all between uh, January and, and the middle part, parts of February. So maybe give them a, a game off against the Bulls at home when they're, when they're at home for a while. So it'll be like Grizzlies, then you then day off then Bulls, and then you have the Clippers, and then you have that, 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 that horrible stretch. Um, I could see them giving him off for the Bulls game before the Clippers and then the All Star break, um, but I'm seeing you know I, I less than five losses uh, at home for the Sixers this year. I, I see 38 wins at home um, against three losses, and those losses are really I you know I could look stupid for those losses because uh, you know depending on how Embiid's managed on a game to game, depending on how much he plays in in a game, given you know the, the the deficit or the lead, those games might all be you know di- completely different than what I'm thinking, and so maybe it's better than 38, maybe it's less than 38. It's probably less than 38 because 38 and three is pretty damn great. Um, and but uh, you know, I, I, I legitimately think that this team is going to be one of the th- two to three most dominant teams at home this season, and really one of the three you know one of the handful of teams that's been most dominant in some time at home. Um, on the road, I think they're going to be a lot less impressive because they're likely to um, rest Embiid and, and or Horford more uh, at, on the road than they are at home because, again, you want to take advantage of the, of, the, of the home games. Um, so I think they win 22 and lose 19 uh, on the road. Blazers at will be a loss early on. Jazz, Nuggets, so early on, I said, the Magic. Uh, Celtics, you're inevitably going to lose a game. Yeah. Um, I think the Nets and Raptors probably steal one. Hawks might get one. The Bucks are gonna beat you at least once. Uh, the Clippers and Lakers are probably gonna win in their building. Timberwolves, maybe Embiid gets a rest. Maybe they, uh, it, maybe they Timberwolves, you know, they, they finally figure it out and, and they and Cat has a great game against Embiid and they and they win. Um, you know, they beat the Sixers. Then towards the end of, in April, I'm thinking losses to the Spurs, Pelicans, and. Hornets, uh, because you know they're resting their guy Embiid and Simmons, Embiid or Horford or someone else is resting, um, and you know they've just sort of you know they're, they're they're sort of taking time off for that because they already have the one seed locked in, and so I'm thinking 60 wins and 22 losses. That's what I think they get. Whether that's a cakewalk to an eight, to a one seed, I don't know. Um, I think it's going to be. It's, it's I think this schedule shapes up to favor the Sixers tremendously. Uh, there there's, no, there's really no ridiculous stretches where you're, where you're playing a ton of games in a row. Um, there's there's not a stretch where you say there's no way that they can win. You know, there's no way they can finish 500 here. I think that they're going to be above 500 significantly every month. And I think that the NBA, really, I think that they want to see the Sixers and be a home team throughout the playoffs. And... This schedule has positioned them really well for that. And so, um, you know, this marks a new beginning for the Sixers. You have your future locked in. You have Embiid, Simmons, Harris, Richardson, Horford locked in for for years to come. Um, And, you know, this is time to grow chemistry. Get get together and build this thing up and get ready to go Um, because now the East is yours. And you don't know how many years of healthy do you get. You don't know how many good years Horford has left. Um, and, you know, anything can change in the NBA. We always said th- we thought the Thunder would be back to the finals with Durant, Harden, Westbrook. They weren't. Um, and so you don't know how much of a window you have. And with it being a two-team race in the East, now is the time for the Sixers to lock in and uh Keep that memory fresh on their minds, but don't let it erode their swagger. They're going to have great wins this year. They're going to have a lot of big-time performances. They're going to win a lot of games, And but you know, don't get too high, don't get too low. Always remember where this team ended last year because that's good. that failure is going to drive them to do great things in this year and the years to come. Last thing, do you like shotgunning beer? Do you want to increase your shotgun time parties? Check out my boys at The King Cobra. King Cobra is a shotgunning tool that makes the perfect shotgun hole under a second. Also a tab polar, vent puncher, and all fits on the keychain. For more information about the King Cobra, check them out on Instagram at the King Cobra Co. That's the King Cobra Co. And Cobra is held with a K. For a 10% discount on all products, enter the code. Trust the Cobra 10, all caps, all one word. Pick up yours today. The feed to MB and in its name are protected by U.S. copyright laws, reduction, distribution without my written permission is prohibited. Copyright the fee to MB 2019. Again, the schedule is out. The Sixers open it up against the Celtics on October 23rd at home. Um, you know, it, 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 we're now one big step closer to the season. It's a little over two months away. I know that seems like a while, but you know, it, it comes it comes fast, and uh, it's a lot of excitement. This is also a time to, to, for them to, to lock in and remember where they've come from, and to get to work. And I can't wait for it all to begin. Um, as always, thank you for tuning in. I am Austin Carroll. This has been the Feed to Embiid, and we'll be back with more Feed to Embiid very soon.